Hi listener, welcome back to Storybooks, a children's bedtime story podcast that celebrates a good night's rest and the magic of stories. Tonight's story is Thumbelina, a Danish fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen, and will be read to you by me, your storyteller, Jenna L. Campbell. In this first half of the story, we are introduced to the teeny tiny Thumbelina, who sleeps in a walnut shell and only needs a leaf for a blanket. Can you imagine? Follow along to find out how this little person makes her way in the big, wide world. Stay tuned for the second half of the story, which will be available to you sleepyheads next week. So fluff your pillows, close your eyes, and take a deep breath. Tonight's story goes something like this. Thumbelina There once was a woman who wished very much to have a little child. She went to a fairy and said, I should so very much like to have a little child. Can you tell me where I can find one? Oh, that can be easily arranged, said the fairy. Here, take this grain of barley. It's not exactly the same kind of barley which grows in farmers' fields and the barley in which chickens eat. But here, put this tiny grain into a flower pot and see what happens. Thank you, said the woman, and she paid the fairy twelve shillings, which was a small price for a single grain. Then she went home and planted it, and there grew a large flower. It looked almost like a tulip, but its petals were tightly closed, as if it were still a bud. It's a beautiful flower, said the woman, and she kissed the red and golden-colored petals. And as she did so, the flower opened, and she could see that it was a real tulip. But within the flower, upon the pollen, sat a very delicate and graceful little person. She was barely half as long as a thumb, and they named her Little Thumb, or Thumbelina, because she was so small. At night, she slept inside a walnut shell that was elegantly polished. Her bed was softened with blue-violet leaves, and a rose leaf was her blanket. During the day, she amused herself on a table, where the woman had placed a bowl of water. Upon the water floated a large tulip leaf, which became Thumbelina's boat. She sat and rowed herself from side to side, with two oars made of horsehair singing so softly and sweetly that nothing like her singing had ever before been heard. One night, while she lay in her walnut bed, a large, wet toad crept through the open window and leaped right upon the table, where she lay sleeping under the rose-leaf blanket. What a pretty little wife she would make for my son, said the toad and she stole the walnut shell in which Thumbelina lay asleep and jumped through the window into the garden. There was a stream in the garden, and alongside it in the swampy muck lived the toad with her son. When he saw the little person in her walnut bed, 
He leaped and croaked with excitement. Be quiet or she will wake, said the toad, and then she might run away, for she is as light as a swan feather. We will place her on a lily pad in the stream. It will be like an island to her. She is so light and small, and then she cannot escape. And while she is there, we will quickly get everything ready for your wedding. Far out in the stream grew a number of water lilies with broad green leaves, which floated on top of the water. The largest lily pad was farther away than the rest, and the old toad swam out to it with the walnut shell, in which Thumbelina still lay sleeping. Thumbelina awoke very early in the morning and began to cry, for she could see nothing but water on every side of the large green leaf, and there was no way of reaching the land. Meanwhile, the old toad was very busy decorating where the wedding was to be held with yellow wildflowers to make it look pretty for her new daughter-in-law. Then she swam out with her son to the lily pad where she had placed poor Thumbelina. The old toad wanted to take the walnut bed and place it in Thumbelina's new marsh home. She said to Thumbelina, Here is my son. He will be your husband, and you will live happily together in the marsh by the stream. Croak, croak, croak was all her son could say for himself. So the mother toad took the little bed and swam away with it, leaving Thumbelina all alone on the green leaf, where she sat and wept. Thumbelina could not bear to think of living with the old toad and having her son for a husband. The little fishes swimming below had been listening, so now they lifted their heads above the water to look at the sad little Thumbelina. It bothered them to think that she must go and live with the toads against her wishes. No, it must never be, they said to each other. So they gathered in the water around the green stalk, which held the leaf on which Thumbelina stood, and the fishes started gnawing away at the root with their teeth. Then the lily pad floated down the stream, carrying Thumbelina far away. Thumbelina sailed past many towns, and the little birds in the bushes saw her and sang, What a lovely little creature! So the leaf swam away with her farther and farther, until it brought her to other lands. A graceful little white butterfly constantly fluttered around her and at last alighted on the leaf. The two became friends, and she was glad, for now the toad could not possibly reach her. And the country through which she sailed was beautiful, and the sun shone upon the water till it glittered like liquid gold. She took off her hair ribbon and tied one end of it around the butterfly and fastened the other end of it to the leaf, which was now gliding much faster than before, taking Thumbelina along with it. Suddenly, a large beetle flew by. The moment he caught sight of Thumbelina, he seized her with his claws and flew with her into a tree. The lily pad and the butterfly floated away on the brook. Oh, how frightened Thumbelina felt when the beetle flew with her to the tree. He seated himself by her side on a large green leaf, gave her some honey from the flowers to eat, 
and told her she was very nice, which is very unlikely behavior for a beetle. After a time, all the beetles who lived in the tree came to pay Thumbelina a visit. They stared at her, and the young beetles wiggled their antennas and said, She only has two legs. How ugly that looks. She has no antenna, said another. Ick! She is like a human being. The beetle, who had run away with her, started to believe all the others. He would have nothing more to do with Thumbelina, and told her she had to go. Then he flew down with her from the tree and placed her on a daisy. And she wept at the thought that she was so ugly that even the beetles would have nothing to say to her. And all the while, she was really lovely and as tender and delicate as a beautiful rose leaf. During the whole summer, poor little Thumbelina lived alone in the wide forest. She wove herself a bed with blades of grass and hung it up under a large leaf to protect herself from the rain. She sucked the honey from flowers for food and drank the dew from their leaves every morning. So passed away the summer and the fall, and then came the winter, the long, cold winter. All the birds who had sung to her so sweetly had flown away, and the trees and the flowers had withered. The large leaf under the shelter of which she had lived was now shriveled up. She felt dreadfully cold, for her clothes were torn, and she was so frail and delicate that she was nearly frozen. It began to snow too, and the snowflakes, as they fell upon her, were like a whole shovel full of snow falling upon one of us, for we are tall, but she was only an inch high. She wrapped herself in a dry leaf, but it cracked in the middle and could not keep her warm, and she shivered with cold. Near the wood in which she had been living was a large cornfield, but the corn had been cut a long time ago. Nothing remained but the bare, dry stubble, standing up out of the frozen ground. It was to her like struggling through a large, thick forest. Oh, how she shivered with the cold as she stumbled through the barren cornfield. At last, she came to the door of a field mouse, who had a little den under the corn stubble. There dwelt the field mouse in warmth and comfort, with a whole roomful of corn, a kitchen, and a beautiful dining room. Poor Thumbelina stood before the door and asked for a small piece of corn for she had been without a morsel to eat for two days. You poor little creature, said the field mouse, for she was really a good old mouse. Come into my warm room and dine with me. And that's the end of the first part of the story. Thank you for listening, and I wish you the sweetest dreams and a good night.